This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Welcome back. It's another week of the podcast. It's March. Still here. It's March. And someone mentioned last week on our Instagram page... Uh, I think you did a post around podcasting for nine years or whatever. And someone was like, oh my gosh, are you going to plan a 10-year trip? And I was like, we really should start planning that now. Because it would be the summer yeah. of next year. Summer 2023, right. right? Yes. Okay, before we get started, we I do want to say that on this podcast, we are not going to address the Russian invasion of Ukraine. We do not know enough about that issue for us to speak in a way that feels authentic, in a way that feels helpful or useful, or like it would add anything to the conversation. I feel like right now there are some really great accounts you can be following and we will link a couple in our show notes. I just want to be very sensitive to that, to understand, you know, to acknowledge that there is a huge global event happening right now. We're not trying to skate over it. We are not trying to ignore it, but we just don't have anything to add to that conversation. We very much support the people of Ukraine. We very much are worried and you know, We're keeping up to date on our own of what's exactly. going on. I'm reading every day. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts that are kind of people that are actually there. Um, if you haven't listened to The Daily with Sabrina Tabernisi, she's doing real live updates from what's going on. It's heartbreaking. And I think the bottom line is, I've seen this a lot too, of just, you know, because we are not posting about it or talking about it on the podcast at length, that doesn't mean we don't care. We are supporting Ukraine. We are sending all of our love. And also we know that like things are changing daily. So we want to be responsible too about the content that we're putting out about. Um, I think the only other thing that I'll add is that I have, if you are looking for a place to donate, the places I have donated are the UN Refugee Agency, as well as World Kitchen. Those, These are two organizations that I either have personal experience with or people close to me have personal experience with working directly with those nonprofits. And so I feel pretty confident in those. I know there's a lot of misinformation going on out there and, and things are changing so quickly that it's kind of hard to know how to help. So those are two orgs that I have a lot of confidence in. I can't say, you know, I 100% know every single thing about them, but I do have high confidence in them um, and we will link them in the show notes as well. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the world. It's not, so many things you know, that's, that's really, really big right now, but there are other huge issues going on in the world right now. We just, I am reading every single day about what's going on. I try not to over flood my system with stress and news, but I also, my per, my personal, what I can manage, what I know I can manage is to make sure that I'm keeping up to date with what's going on in the world so that I can appropriately act and donate to the right organizations. And I think that that's something that everyone has like a, per, there's no like right or wrong way to do it. And I think that's where it gets tricky is some people can handle a lot of news and some people can handle that. Some people can't. So just take care of you, stay informed, shut it off when you need to, Fill your cup so that you can help others. Okay, I know this is not what we were planning on opening the podcast with, but I am curious, Joy, from your standpoint, I'm sure you're hearing about this in your with your clients all day long. Like, how can you practically set those boundaries and be guilt free about that? Well, first of in all, in terms of like not yeah. feeling like you just have to be constantly the whole like don't look away, don't don't right. You know, and most of the time, it has to do with comparison. So I think that we compare ourselves a lot to like what other people are doing and what other people can handle. So I think social media really kind of feeds into this. But 
there's always that guilt of like there that dichotomy of well we have it so well and I feel so guilty about that and we're not suffering. The main point to remember is if you feel depleted versus you have enough energy to help in small ways. And small ways could be, again, like donating or just keeping eyes on what movements are going on in your area that you could potentially help with. Like if you want to actually like physically volunteer somewhere, keep an eye on that. Don't get so depleted to where every single day you're just kind of waking up feeling drained, feeling like you can't handle any more information. And I know that the, like there are certain people, and I talked to a lot of people who like, will get so down the rabbit hole that they feel depleted, that they just can't think past any solution. And then they go to this place of like, the world is shit. And I, there's like nothing we can do. So effort. So when you start to go down the case of the efforts is when you want to reel it back a little bit. It's just like, that's not helpful. I get it. It's very scary, but we don't want to get to the point where we just like completely give up, get to a place where you feel like you're informed enough, but not to a place where you're like, well, screw it. The world is burning and there's like nothing we can do because that's not going to help anybody. Yeah. And I think it's also important in this case to realize that unlike a lot of the other issues that we've been dealing with in America recently, this is something that it's very hard to address personally at this time. And I think that's something for me where I've been like, hey, listen, this is like my personal vigilance is not going to solve this problem. I am not nearly educated enough, nor am I nearly, you know, do I understand the factors at play to even have a well-formed opinion, let alone feel like I'm adding anything to the conversation. So, but I think the main thing that we can agree on, I think most of us can all agree on, it's a horrible thing that's going on. It's absolutely devastating. That is what feels so hopeless is there's so many people suffering. We are so far, like physically distanced, distanced from it. But I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, with the right type of, I guess, like self, self-awareness of like really educating yourself on something that is really serious of how we can help looking away because you're so tired and you can't handle it is not going to help the problem. Like we really need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves in that way. So I just wanted to start the podcast off with that because we did do a Q&A for this week and we did have a couple of people say, you know, are you going to address the situation in Ukraine? Why aren't more people talking about this? Um, first of all, if you are not feeling like everybody's talking about it, then maybe you um, could add some different types of people to your feed because I definitely feel like I'm seeing it constantly. Um, so seek out some voices about it. But, you know, this is the situation in particular where all everything, everything right now, like everything, everything, always check your sources, check your sources. Don't rely on headlines. Read the whole article. Yes. Try to do your own, not fact checking because, you know, you like fact checking involves typically research, but make sure that you can verify across a couple different news sources, what you're reading. Right. And before you, know, you start to post things or repost right. and to quote Brene on a recent post, it's like, read up before you speak up. And I love that because you just, there's so much flying around and it could be potentially, especially what's going on. It could be potentially harmful to post something or repost something. I mean, this is just very, very scary. So take care of yourselves. And if you are not in a place to feel like you can't take yourself out of that mindset, then this week's podcast episode might not be for you. And that's okay. If you do feel like you want to be in that mental space of like really focusing and really taking in a lot of current events, then just know that's not what we're going to be focusing on this week. And so if that's not for you right now, that's fine. But if you are sitting there thinking, you know what, actually, I do feel like I need a little bit of a brain break, then here we go. Here we go. So here we go.
All right. So we have a few life updates. One like not so positive one and then one pretty positive one. Yeah. And before I forget, I mentioned this at the very beginning and we just took a quick right turn to talk about the current events, which I appreciate. But I also want to circle back and make sure people know that we are definitely considering a 10-year party of some sort. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't want to overshadow that. Yeah. Let's not overshadow that. That was kind of like quickly glossed over. It let's was, not gloss over high. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so TBD, as for the updates, quick updates. One is at the end of last week's podcast episode, I mentioned that I was donating bone marrow this week. And that was, again, delayed. And this has been about the fourth time it's been postponed. Certain reasonings behind it. But the bottom line is the recipient has to be in a state of health in order to do to do a transplant. And so this just keeps getting postponed for that reason. And that is all I know right now. It's, I just want to keep sending that recipient love and prayers that she stays healthy. So that's where I'm at with that. I think um, some of my friends who work in either on the recipient side or on the donor side are like, yeah, this is really emotional for you too. And I think the the weird part about it is, sure, I had emotions when I found out just because you really do psych yourself up like the week of donation. And then to have it kind of changed really last minute a handful of times now is pretty like, whoa, it's just kind of whiplash. But at the same time, you kind of have this space of like, well, you get, o- at least for me, like, I want to get over it pretty quickly, because at the end of the day, like someone needs me, it's a life or death situation. And you feel like you can't have normal humans, human emotions. It's kind of like, that comparison, what's it called? Um, Comparative suffering. (laughs) And that's just something that I think about is like, yes, I'm allowed to have like some emotions around it. But I also see the bigger picture. No, like no question about it. It's very it's just a very weird scenario that you could never imagine like how you would feel about these things. But I just really, really hope that she's doing okay. The second positive update, which oddly enough, this was all on two, 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 two. So I really feel like something was going on that day, especially like Slack shut down and like everyone is like having computer issues. And then I got all this uh, very emotional news in one day, not 20 minutes later from the phone call from my caseworker at Be The Match as I get a phone call from Canine Companions. And it's the puppy raiser liaison and you know, I know her very well. I've known her for years since JT and I graduated and she called and I see like Oceanside, California on my phone pop up and my heart just drops because it could either be good news or could either be like, oh, cadets coming home, (laughs) which also is good news. But you kind of like hope that your dog doesn't flunk out. And so uh, Becky said that cadet has been chosen for the hearing dog program. So that's that just means that they, after these three months of training, they've evaluated her skills and they've seen that she really thrives in a more energetic environment. The hearing dog program kind of requires the dogs have a little bit more energy. She's also very food motivated. And the hearing dog training track does a lot of like food reward motivation for the skills that they learn. So she will be joining two other siblings in her litter in the hearing dog program. And that will still be at Oceanside. So she'll stay stay at Oceanside if all goes well, meaning this doesn't just guarantee she's going to graduate. It just means that this is like the track that she's going on. If all goes well and she passes through this program, that just means that if she's matched to a human, an applicant who is hearing impaired, she will graduate and move on to be someone's hearing dog. It's really cool because I was talking to my uncle. So one of my mom's brothers, my mom's one of six children, and she has five brothers. One of her brothers uh, is hard of hearing, and he ha- he knows sign language. Like he really cannot hear at all. And so my whole life, he's he's used sign language to communicate, and he also 
does lip reading. So we never learned sign language because he could kind of communicate with us and he can speak properly, but he would always lip read, but we text a lot. And he said, you know, he just lost his dog. And I was telling him about cadet and he's like, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get her. I'm hard of hearing. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be, I'm like, you should apply for a hearing dog. I'm like, how has this never occurred to me? So probably because he's also had a dog, but now that he lost his dog, I I don't know if he's going to do it, but I, I was like, you should, you should apply for a hearing dog. That would be so amazing. And he's kind of like at that age too, where he's like getting a little older and probably could really, but he has a partner, but it's like, wouldn't that be cool if he actually applied and got approved? Not, not, I don't think he'd get cadet per se, but just to like get a hearing dog. I'm like, that would be a nice full circle moment. So anyway, great okay, positive two, updates. Two things. The first one is that I think it's so amazing, like how the program like really matches dogs with like the thing that they are because because all of her evaluations have been like, oh yeah, she's a little bit high energy, but like we're yeah. working with it and right. you know, she's really food motivated. So yeah. we're trying to kind of work with that. So the fact that, you know, these things that could be seen as like, well, this is, you know, kind of like an issue right. we have to work with is being just channeled into this, like, oh, we have a program for this. Totally. It's so cool. It's so cool how they do that. There, the other thing is, I don't know about anybody else listening, but now anytime I see a CCI dog in the wild, I feel like I'm like have spotted a celebrity. <laughs> it's true. I still do it. I mean, we were at the mall with Cadet one one day last year and someone ran up to us and was like, I raised a puppy too. And they like want to say, you instantly feel like you know the person. You kind of, because you it's like this thing that only people know when they've raised a puppy. It's really cute. So uh, yeah, a lot of people have said that too. Or they'll send pictures of like a CCI dog they saw. Yeah, and I if think I that's like really see cute. a CCI dog in the wild, I send it to Joy. I'm like, look, she's like, wow, Claire. It's like, <laughs> no, it's, it is. I get it. I get excited too. And you see the, the gold vest and yeah. yeah so I feel like that's that's the one thing I've always found so amazing uh when they do match day and this is like probably this is such a special day so if you are selected to go to team training and team training is that two weeks of on campus you're living there 24 7 to kind of like train and then get the dog matched with you either a service dog or facility dog or hearing dog um, match day is the second day, third day that you're there. So it happens on a Wednesday. Whenever you get like pre-match just means that like after you're matched with the dog that they think is going to work best with you, the trainers like watch and observe to make sure it's a good fit. And so they never want to say like, oh, you're matched because they don't want it to be like this pressure situation where like you have to make it work with this dog. They call it a pre-match. And so, because then they'll watch you for like the next week to make sure all is good. And so pre-match day is this really big day at Canine Companions where like the whole staff comes in the training room with all the graduates to see people get matched with their forever dog. And it's like super emotional and everybody cries. So yeah, it's just, I will always remember that day when I was matched with JT, but also because you see how great these trainers are at matching people with the dogs and like the strengths these dogs have and how how well they match with the person that they're going to go to. So it's just, it's never just like a who's ever next on the wait list gets this dog. It's so, so carefully thought of. And that's why I always get really like adamant about people and service dogs and making sure that the dogs are right for service or right for therapy, just depending on their temperament and what, you know, what's going to stress the dog out. And so I just really appreciate that they take that into consideration. So really excited for Cadet. And we just kind of keep crossing our fingers to make sure that. <sighs> She's going to keep keep going. I'm so proud of her. So cute. Yay, dogs. Yay, dogs. Um, <laughs> I don't really have any life updates. Nothing has really changed my life in the past. 
<laughs> Let's get a, a really quick update because we're going to do some Q&A, but someone did ask how our new jobs are going. Sure. So I've been at my job now, let's see, November, December, January. So, you know, I'm going into my fourth month. It's been good. I really, really like my new job. It's really flexible. I think I've talked about how I like having the option of being at home or going into the office. And as we get more, you know, as things continue to open up more and more, I think going into the office will be a little bit more mandatory, but still not every day. I still really like that. You know, as you guys know, I've been really feeling really cooped up for the last two years. So But my job itself is great. It's definitely like a growing team. And so there's always some hiccups to try to figure out like, what are the processes going to be that, you know, this team used to only be 12 people and now it's like 30. So how are we updating the way that we work and kind of working through those growing pains? But I'm really enjoying it. Um, I have two people who report to me and I really like both of them and I hope they like me too, I guess. (laughs) I know that's not like the goal as a manager, but like, I want to be a cool mom, not a regular manager. I want to be a cool manager. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great location. It's like right in downtown Denver, which like for me is like a big deal (laughs) because I get to, you know, kind of have my time out on the town. Because otherwise, I just live in like a, a st- the end, sort of at the edge of Longmont. <laughs> yeah, the end of the earth. <laughs> I live in the end of Boulder County. Literally, like the, the county line is a mile from my house. That's my update. I really like it. In case you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, I work in marketing at a kind of mid-sized outdoor brand that the brand has a very large parent company. So it's super fun to... I've always worked or almost always worked in a situation like that where I've worked for a smaller brand that ladders up to a big parent company. It's just a structure that I find I really like because you can kind of be have the agility of a smaller brand while having the resources of a bigger company. And that's really fun. That's Congratulations. Update, I guess. Thanks. My update is I've been with my company for about three months. So it started with a smaller company and then Headspace bought this company right when I was getting hired on. So I work for Headspace which is like a branch they call Headspace Health because it's more therapy. Headspace has traditionally just been meditations and the meditation app, which is great. Highly recommend the app. And now they do, they offer therapy for certain certain types of funnels as far as like contracts that they have, uh, employers that buy them for therapy for their employees. So it's not right now like a better help where you can just call in and get hooked up with a therapist. But I've been doing full-time teletherapy from home, working for that company. And I just love it. I love the culture. I love the people. I love the clients. They're great. And I just love the, I like working from home and I do like the flexibility of that. So I feel like it's a really good fit. I just don't feel, even with seeing patients all day, I don't feel burnt out. Like I don't feel the hustle and bustle of like working in an outpatient clinic where they literally stuff you with patients all day and you're just like so brain tired at the end of the day. They do a really good job. I love the CEO of this company. Like he's just super rad. And we do meditations before like every team meeting. And they're always like, they're just, they're just great. (laughs) They're just like a completely 180 from where I was and the toxic crap that I had to deal with. I'm like, okay, karma is really throwing me a bone. (laughs) So it's really going well. All right. Before we dive into too many more Q&As, let's take a break to talk about our sponsor, Ned. We love Ned. Ned. We love their CBD products. We have both been personally using Ned for years. We so- years. started using Ned in what would it have been? 2018. Mm-hmm. And 
we absolutely love our products, continue to love them even more. The more stuff they come out with is just more stuff for us to love. And this week we are particularly excited about their sleep blend, which is new and improved. It's going to get you an even greater night's sleep. And I love this stuff because I tend to have a hard time. I don't have a hard time falling asleep, but I do have a hard time staying asleep. And this really just gets me through that middle section of the night where I used to find myself awake randomly, like at two in the morning. And I have not woken up in the middle of the night since I started taking this. I know that sounds like a wild claim, but I'm here to tell you that it is true. And then you wake up to your alarm and you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. I slept through the night. And you feel so good. Like I, when I use the sleep blend, y'all know how I feel about it. And my quality of sleep is pretty decent. But when I just really need to be like, look, I need to get a really good night's sleep. The sleep blend is perfect. It's new and it's improved. And they're offering you an even greater night's sleep. Who doesn't need sleep? So this new formulation blends CBN, which is a powerful cannabinoid that actually specifically promotes sleep with 750 milligrams of certified organic CBD. It also has 24% more sleep inducing botanicals by weight. So they just are adding a lot more botanicals into the blend. As always, it is all third-party tested. So you can go online and check the batch number and look and see exactly what is in there. Not all CBD brands do this. They are not required to. This is something that Ned does to go above and beyond to show you exactly what you're getting when you take their product. And I love here that they say like, hey, it's grown by Jonathan, who's an independent farmer. So when you're buying their products, you're supporting Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. Peonia. Peonia, Colorado. I just love saying that. Peonia. <laughs> Jonathan, he's a farmer. Support him. And you're also supporting the podcast. So here's the other great thing. Are you guys ready? It is Ned's birthday month. So you're getting an even deeper discount by supporting the podcast and supporting Ned. It's their birthday month. It's their birthday month. If you'd like to give their new and improved sleep blend a try, our listeners get 21% off with code JOY for the month of March only. It's their best offer of the year. Visit helloned.com forward slash joy to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 21% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Yay. One last quick thing. I will also say I take it with the mellow blend and I just want to note yeah, you're really, you're really into that. Really into the mellow. I'm really into magnesium. Um, it's a great thing to combine. Um, that's not doctor's advice, but I did want to say after last week when I like really promoted the mellow, it was like really excited about the mellow. If you are not used to taking magnesium, it is the natural laxative. And I just feel like I need to tell you that just before enough, you get just surprised. a little hot tip. Just a hot tip that like you're going to be going into regular. a meeting. You might not want to don't take it. It's it's not like cola. Wait blow, for late. But like, <laughs> Wait for later. You're going to feel it in the morning and you're going to be like, what did I eat? It's the magnesium. And yeah, it's normal. Just remember your body will adapt. It just I really like the no? flavors. Mm-hmm, me too. I like the lemon flavor the best. I anyway, the best. okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Ned. Right. Love you. Love your stuff. Love your stuff. Let's go into some Q and A's. What have we got? Oh my goodness! All right, so I, I kind of um, laughed at this one that said this is from one of our favorite listeners, Mira, and she says, "Hi, I've noticed a big uptick in reels in the past week. Is there a reason?" And I just wanted to laugh because the one today, oh my gosh, you have to tell that story. It was, so like, I was like pulling nah. teeth to get Joy to do this. <laughs> I need you guys to understand that like there's two things you should know about joy. The first thing is that the, the more mainstream something is, the less joy wants to do it, unless it pertains to reality TV. For some reason, reality TV gets a pass. Yeah, that's an asterisk. Yeah. Everything else, 
like Wordle, this woman will not do a Wordle. No. Like, Mm-mm. no. Right. Don't and, stop posting about Wordle. That's right. my feeling. Stop, yeah. pu- stop pushing Wordle on Joy against yeah. her will. This is a funny fact about Joy is that like the more popular something is in like, per- particularly in social media world, the, the more she Hates resists it. it. Yeah, I resist it. I will absolutely run the other way yeah. and avoid it and make fun of everybody who does it. And the second thing you should know about Joy is that I, or about our dynamic is that for as long as we've had the podcast, one of the things that I've sort of been the... Uh, the voice of reason. <laughs> I was you know pusher. <laughs> Well, but you're also, this is like your expertise. So you know what the benefit. And I'm just like, oh, I don't like it. (laughs) Right. So I, you know, I work in marketing. My career is in marketing. I understand how important it is to have a presence on social media, to have a presence on the web, on our website, to do all of that stuff. And so the answer and the reasoning is that, you know, we really were not active on social media in 2021. Things just felt like there was too much going on. We did not feel motivated to really be super present or super active on social media for a wild variety of reasons, a lot of which had to do with our own personal lives. And so coming into 2022, one thing that we have been talking about is like, hey, how can we get more active on social media again? Because it is really like the hub of our community. You know, we love that you guys listen to the podcast, but we know not everyone listens every week. We know there are some people out there who really only know us through Instagram. But the coolest part about it is that there are longtime podcast listeners or even new listeners who the reason that we know you, just like Mira, the person who asked this question, I feel like I kind of have a good pulse on Mira's life because yeah. I feel like I know Mira. Totally feel like I know Mira. I feel like I know and so many of our listeners through through social media. And I love exactly. that too. I'm like, oh, Donna. Like I mark Donna yeah. became our friend through social media. And she also went to Camp Timeout. And now I Marco Polo her every day because that's like we became exactly. friends. Exactly. Right. So like it can happen. Real world <laughs> friendships can happen. And so I think that's really the reason. And because then once we started realizing, like, okay, if we're gonna get back on kind of dip our, you know, get back into like the double dutch. Uh, rhythm of social media in 2020, we have to do reels. And so we've just hit the ground running because what we were doing before was posting like, I don't know, maybe two reels a month and it was getting us nowhere. So I'm like, you know what, if we're going to humiliate ourselves, we're going to do it every day. Yeah. We just have to jump into that pool. That so pool if you that guys, everyone has peed in. Yeah. Joy is going to hate me for suggesting this. So sorry, Joy. If you guys see a reel that you think would be funny, if we did it, please send it to us. And yeah, I will try at to get point, Joy to do it. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it, it, let's just put it this way. I, I, the th- I think the thing that I get frustrated with is I'm like, Ugh, I'm just like a lemming that everyone is doing the same thing. And I like, it makes my skin crawl so, 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 so bad. And also it's like this, I go to this weird place of like, oh my gosh, like, am I just being a part of the problem? Because we're just like, Eliza said, like, monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the bigger purpose, the bigger the purpose, purpose, I get it. Grow our community, connect right. our community. For sure. You know people, right. So like, it's just, ha- it's just so happens that like, we have to kind of look stupid in the meantime. We kind of have to play the game. We have to play Don't the hate game. the player, hate the game. Right. Don't be in- embarrassed for joy. Be embarrassed for Instagram. Yeah. It's Instagram's fault. I can get on board with that. <laughs> okay. What's next? <laughs> so that's why we're doing more reels. Okay. If you could retire, if you could retire right now, what would you pursue? If I could retire right now, I mean, I think I would just do my hobbies more. Like I would ski more, I would garden more, I would get, you know, surf more, which I'm including as a hobby, even though I haven't done it yet. (laughs) I just want, I, you know, you guys know, you know how I feel about surfing. I've just like, it's a part of my personality, even though it's not something I actually do. I would 
bake more bread. I'd make more soup. I would just like do more of the stuff I really enjoy because I don't get to do it all that often right now. Like, it I makes would not me... have like a wild, crazy retirement. I just want to, I want to just like live in like a toadstool basically and just like oh, eat bread yeah. and soup. But like, I wish everyone could see what you just did. You just did this little shoulder shimmy when you said eat bread and soup. <laughs> I was imagining being inside my toadstool. Yeah, it's like a toast. I'm in my toadstool shimmy. It was so great. It reminds me, though, that I was listening to this Audible podcast by Mel Robbins, and she's wrote like a ton of inspirational books. And sometimes it, I'm just not in a place to listen to it where it's just like a little too self-helpy. But she did have this great episode talking about like, you know how the whole conversation we've had before about like, work your passion, do a job that makes you like love work every single day. And she had a really good point that I think was just succinct and nice is like, look, your passion shouldn't be something that like makes you super happy every day. That's just completely unrealistic. Work a job that makes you grow. So I can get on board with that. And that just makes me think of like the whole if you could stop working right now, what would you do? I still think I'd look for things that would make me grow. Yeah, great. Like so soup. I don't know. I For me, if I was to retire right now, I'd still look for... Th- I'd probably be raising dogs every day. I would probably be doing something active. I would probably be painting rocks in my backyard. I don't know. I just feel like there's... Yeah. <laughs> you did get sort of like a taste of retirement earlier this summer. I sure did. And it was great. I'd sit in my and chair in the sun, paint rocks, raise dogs. All right. This is all, this one also makes me laugh a little bit. Um, have you thought about joining a podcast network? It's not like we just could... <laughs> I, the reason I laugh is it's it's almost as if we could be like like we're it's holding sort of like, out. Have you thought about going to Harvard? Right. I mean, not yeah. not saying that like a podcast network is that helpful or exclusive or like elite, but just more that it's not like you don't you don't just like sign up for a podcast network. It's right. something that is like pretty collaborative. Usually, it's like you know somebody who's starting one. Right. It's not really. I think we did apply to like the Gimlet network once. We did at, at one point, we, but they don't even take a look alert, at you. We did not hear back. No. <laughs> So um, the answer is we have thought about starting a podcast network, but didn't get anywhere with that either because it's just seemed like a full-time job that we were not willing to do. The few podcast networks, sort of like smaller niche podcast networks that have actually been on our, have not been on our radar, but that have like come into our radar as things that would be opportunities for us always felt too niche. And so we just never pursued them. Mm -hmm. So I would say never say never. If the right one came um, along. If the right one came along, totally. But I also kind of like being like a little indie podcast, just like yeah. here on our own, just doing our own thing. Yeah, not having to answer to the man. <laughs> if you won money that you had to donate, where would you donate it? Just to one? Should we just pick one? Pick we have like one. a laundry list. Pick I have one. a laundry list. The first two that came to mind for me were obviously Canaan Companions and the second one would be Planned Parenthood. Yeah, I think for me, I try to donate to typically like smaller community organizations because I feel like smaller donations go farther and I can't really donate a whole lot of money typically. But even if I had a big donation, I still feel like it would go farther. So probably I always donate to the midwife group that I used when I had Evie, my pregnancy and birth with Evie. They are a nonprofit and they just do so much um, work in our community for health equity for birthing people. I just am a big fan of them. I feel like that is such a big part of like, you know, women's equity as a whole is healthcare equity. And and let's see who else. Then I probably would donate to either Outdoor Alliance or a similar type of conservation nonprofit that is focused 
on outdoor issues. There you go. On a side note, JT's snoring really loud, and I know you probably can't hear it because of the microphones. They're different, but like it just reminds me of when I first got JT, and we would record, and he would snore in the background. Oh, JT. He's just, he's in here today. He wanted to oh, spend some time with me. What I like this one. What is a simple, easy life hack that's helping you make it through the week these days? Can I share my like small moment of joy from last week? Yeah. I think it was like Thursday or Friday and I bought some shirts from Banana Republic on like Banana Republic outlet that were on additional sale. So I got six shirts for $100. Highly recommend. Check out their sale. I don't know if it's still going on, but I feel like they always have a sale. And my small joy of the day was that I they must have their email account set up where the first name is Banana and the last name is Republic because I got my order. And then my mom also has the same problem as I do, which is like, we never buy stuff. And I've talked about this before. We're like, we always talk ourselves out of purchases. So I forwarded it to her and it was like, showed up as an email from Banana. And I was like, this is, that was amusing. Oh, that's so that's cute. my answer is I'm looking for small joys, <laughs> <laughs> like emails from Bananas. My simple, easy hack, but I think this might piss some people off because I know just like people have different schedules, but my easy or my simple, easy life, easy life life hack is I try to like do one easy chore a day to like stay ahead of chores so things don't pile up, whether that be like do a load of laundry or clean a toilet or like whatever, because I've never hired cleaners. I have this weird thing that like I clean the best. And so (laughs) I don't want someone else to clean my house, but um, I enjoy cleaning. So that's something that I'll do throughout the week. And then I also try to keep ahead of like birthdays. So like every week I will think of like, whose birthday is it? Or what event is coming up to where I have to like, I want to really plan ahead if I have to buy a gift or something like that. So I always try to keep that in the forefront of my mind. So I don't get like two days before I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't send somebody something. I'd love to hear people's easy life tips, life hacks, because I think those are really fun because everyone's are, they're always so different, just kind of depending on what they're, what's helpful for them. More details on surf camp, Claire. Are you going alone? Oh, I'm so excited. Do you need prior surf experience? Okay, no. So this place, the organization I'm going through is called Surf with Amigas, and they have trips all over the world. And some are for different skill levels, like some areas just are not really good for beginners. But the one I'm going to is in Mexico and it's all levels. The majority of their trips are all levels. Some of them are intermediate and above, but very, very few. So it's all levels. I am going alone, but it is a um, women's specific treat retreat. I like, I'm going to have a roommate. Like it'll, it'll very much be like a group travel. So I'm not just like showing up by myself on a beach with a surfboard. And I want to say there's maybe 12 or 15 people in the group. So relatively small. It's pretty much like surfing every day. There's also a yoga component, which like fine yoga. You know, you guys know how I feel about yoga. I'm like, eh, I don't love it, but I'll take it. Um, mostly I'm just excited for tacos. Um, I'm also really excited because this is just like a random additional fact. I'm getting LASIK like three weeks before I go. So I'm just so excited to be able to be in the ocean all day and not worry about my damn contact lenses, which is another simple joy. I mean, not a simple joy. It's a big deal. I've been, I've been wearing contacts That's since I, and glasses deal. since I was nine. So for 25 years, I've been doing this. I'm finally getting LASIK, but I'm mostly excited about it. Like I scheduled it specifically. I have never, I've been meaning to get LASIK for like 10 years. And I finally was like, I'm getting LASIK before this freaking surfing trip. <laughs> So yeah, very, very excited. And I'm going so to, great. I'm going to Mexico. I forget the name of the town, but it's uh, about two hours outside of Puerto Vallarta. So I fly in and out of Puerto Vallarta, which is great because you can fly direct there from Denver. Fun fact. Oh, perfect. I love a direct flight. How much do you plan your week in advance? Meals, workouts, fun things, etc. My weeks are planned within an inch of their life because I have no choice. 
I, at the beginning of the week, have to know who's dropping off the kids, who's picking up the kids. What are we having for dinner? What are we, you know, who's taking miles to karate? When am I getting home? Who's letting River out? Who, you know, every single day is very planned. And I kind of hate it. I don't do a lot of meal prep in the sense that I don't cook ahead of time. Something, some things I do, I maybe will prepare like a couple of proteins ahead of time. Like I'll pre-cook a chicken or something. If I know we're going to have soup later in the week, which is pretty much all the time. <laughs> or I'll, you know, I, if I know that what we're going to have, I'll like defrost the meat ahead of time. Cause we have like a chest freezer with a half cow in there. I think, um, apart from like not literally pre-cooking, I could tell you on any given hour of any given week, what I will be doing and where my family members will be and who will be transporting who, where at that time and forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. I have the opposite. Don't really plan much, not really planning much these days. I mean, obviously the work schedule is set, but like workouts, things I don't really plan in advance. I have been thinking about doing more of like a workout schedule just to be a little more deliberate about like, you know, in May, I think it's May, I signed up for... I have a good reason. I'm doing it for Canine Companions because they need they needed a certain amount of run, runners for the a race in Colorado in order to, to get a free booth. And so I signed up for a 10 miler in May, which part of me is like, okay, I can do 10 miles if I so I need to start setting like a training schedule for that. But other than that, I don't really plan in advance. What food do you not like? For example, this listener says I cannot eat a raw tomato or drink milk. <laughs> Um, I mean, I can't drink milk. I don't know if I would like to drink milk or not, but if I did, my body would just be so mad at me. Um, <laughs> let's see. I do love raw tomatoes though. The only thing that I really don't, that I will like eat around are water chestnuts. I hate the feeling of crunching into them. I hate that like watery crunch. Mm. Oh, really? So you don't like jicama? You know, there's something about jicama that's okay. It's not my favorite. To me, jicama is apple-like enough that I can sort of, my brain is sort of like, oh, this is an apple. This is an apple. Versus the water chestnut. There's something about it (laughs) that I just am not into. That's honestly like the only thing that I'll eat around though. That's interesting. I was at a party a couple weeks ago and they served like very fancy food. And it was like, one was like this beautiful raw salmon. And they were all like, oh, take a piece of this. And I just like felt obligated to take it. And I don't like eating raw fish. I can't, I cannot, I can't. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, I was chasing it with like other things. So that's the only thing I can't, I can't deal, cannot deal. What is something you are particular about for a completely irrational reason? Oh my gosh. Loading the dishwasher. Yeah. If you ask Brandon this question, he would say everything. He thinks that I'm so particular and I'm like, I'm not particular. There are just right and wrong ways to do things. He's like, that's being particular. And you're like, and my way is the right way. I just, it's not even my way. It's like the right and the wrong way. I didn't, you know, this isn't instinctively how I would do it either, but I understand that this is the correct way. I am pretty picky about things. Like I think that there is definitely a right and wrong way to load a dishwasher, not like down to like the row. I know some people are super picky, but I definitely will rearrange the dishwasher if I come upon it and someone else has loaded it incorrectly. I feel very strongly, very, very strongly that the first time you make a recipe, you should make it to the letter the first time so that you have a baseline to work with. I I'm not willing to take, but to take comments on that, like, this is my belief and I'm sticking to it. I like it's mess. not up for discussion. 
Fun up for discussion. The first time you make a new recipe, you should do it to the letter. Otherwise, you don't know what you're working with. Let's see. What else? I feel pretty particular about, I mean, so many things. There's just so many options. What are some of yours? Something that's so stupid as I'm thinking about this are towels in the bathroom. They cannot be bunched up on the like towel hanger because they'll mold. And so every freaking time for the past 14 years, got like like mounds his towel on the towel hanger. And so I have to like go out and straighten it after every time he showers. Cause I know he's, and he never, I don't he either doesn't realize I'm doing it or he just ignores the fact that I do it. And so uh, that's something I'm totally particular about, like hang the towels neatly so they can dry fully and then they don't smell. And the other thing is really like the, I don't need to have Uh, like a very organized by color fridge, but I like things organized in my fridge. Yeah, I So I'm always rearranging. Like if Scott comes home with a bunch of groceries, I'm like, I'll do it. Let me do it. Let me put them away. (laughs) Because then it'll end up so like shoved things places where it's like, no, this doesn't go here. Like, no, that's where the eggs go. What is the, what is the salad box doing there? That's the egg section. No, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I get, I get stuck with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Okay. One more. Oh, what does this mean, Claire? I don't know if this is a real question. I was wondering how Claire was liking her stepper. Oh, fun fact. I have a stepper. Look, it's right here. What is a stepper? Look, oh, you can't see it. I was trying to angle it. So I bought, okay, so a couple of weeks ago. Oh, this is like a fun crossover for my personal Instagram. Uh, It's like a portable stair stepper. I need you to see this because this doesn't make any sense. Hold on. Like a stair stepper. Okay. Hold on a second. Pause. We're pausing. Okay. She's holding it up. Okay. All right. Little contraption. So it's like, it's a mini stair stepper and it basically is the size of like, maybe like a- Looks like one of those things you put on a bike if you're using it, uh, an outdoor bike to do indoor cycling. Sure. Yeah. It's small. Yeah. It's like, I'm um, not very, you know, it's, it's got a footprint of like, it's about a brown, a bit as big around as a chair, like a, the foot, like footprint wise. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe about 10 inches off the ground total. And it has two little foot pads that you put your feet in and you do a little step, little stair stepper motion. And so a couple weeks ago on my personal Instagram, I was looking for a desk treadmill, like a walking treadmill to put under my desk because days, days will go by where I get like 500 steps and I'm not a big step counter, but it's like, I will sit down at eight 30 and knock it up till four 30. It's not uncommon. Sure. Yeah. And you're just like, Hey, this doesn't make me happy. I need yeah, to move just, around I a little like, bit. I feel like crap if that happens. And a lot of it, I am on so many calls. The one thing that I will grieve about with my current job is that my new job is that the, the meeting culture is out of control. And so I'm on so, 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 so many calls. And I'm like, if I could just have a little treadmill under here, this problem will be solved because rarely am I on a call that is so necessary for me to like be talking the whole time. Right, right. You can get away with a little bit of like. Yeah. So actually Joy Jarrow, who we've had on the podcast before, recommended this. And she said that her wife uses one and they were looking into it like for the same thing of, you know, not wanting to spend $300 on a crappy treadmill, but not wanting to spend $900 on a real treadmill and not really finding anything in between. Okay. So here's my, here's my, so I bought this and I really do like it, but I will say that I think I still might get a treadmill because it doesn't really do what I want it to do, which is you think about a walking motion versus a stair stepping motion. Like this really does get you into more of a stepping motion. It's not quite as passive as I wanted it to be. Got it. Okay. I have to get like, it's like a little too like, you have to get it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't, and it's quiet. And it's like, if I truly was just standing here watching TV, like that would be one thing, but I do need to be somewhat engaged in my calls. Like I can't be, you know, so it definitely for the price, it was under hundred dollars. It's like a really great versatile little piece of equipment, but it's, 
not quite got me to where I want to go in terms of having like a truly passive movement solution for my office. All right. Keep uh, us so updated. Like, this I like think a, that's this is like a code. What, what does this question mean? I was like, I, I was like, is this, what's a stepper? What are you, what are we doing? <laughs> that's really cool though. And I think a lot of people are probably can maybe give some tips of what they've purchased. If you want to send in yeah. recommendations. And apparently when I asked this question, I came to find, I don't follow Melissa Urban of the Whole30 on Instagram. I haven't for a long time. She is great. And also she was someone who I had to, you know, I unfollowed a while ago, just um, feeling like I didn't want to see so much like restrictive eating content. I also know that she has like some really interesting beliefs and opinions on things. And she also um, is really outspoken about a lot of things that, you know, that a lot of opinions that I really respect and all that to say for what it's worth, I don't follow her on Instagram, but around the same time that I asked that question, she had done a blog post, like rating these walking desk treadmills. And basically the, what she came to was like, yeah, like they all have their pros and cons. There's like really no such thing as like a really nice, cheap treadmill. Like you get what you pay for. And some of them are worse than others but none of them are like a diamond in the rough, which is what I was hoping for. Got it. Okay. Well, good. All right. I think that's all we got. got. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for spending another week with us. You can find us online. Our Instagram is at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us at joyandclaire.com. As a reminder, all of our episodes are streaming there. Many of them are transcribed. So if you want to go back through and just, you know, browse around, please feel free to do that. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We love getting your emails. And if you find us on Instagram, if you're like scrolling through reels and you're like, man, this reel would be really funny if Joy and Claire did it, please send it to us. It would Challenge really save me. me a lot of reels. Challenge research. me. I'm really just going to accept it, embrace it, and hate really? it the Are whole time. Are you really going to? I'm really. <laughs> oh, <was> so bad. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned. That's helloned.com forward slash joy. Check out their improved sleep blend. You will have some great sleep and who doesn't need great sleep? So rested, so so alert, so happy. (laughs) So just pleased with yourself. And thank you for being here. We'll talk to you next week. Bye guys. (laughs) 